For those of you just joining us on radio, this is a Bloomberg special report. The Fed decides. I'm Scarlett Fu along with Tom Keene and Mike McKee. Mike? Well, let's find out what it must be like inside the room today and talk with somebody who was inside the room for several years, former Fed governor, now University of Chicago Booth School of Business professor Randall Krosner. He's joining us live from Chicago. Randy, you know they're going to be talking about the inflation numbers today, and you know they're going to be talking about the possibility that the Phillips curve is back. We're going to see way inflation. The question is, can monetary policy stay ahead of inflation, given that it's so low? Can it catch up if it starts to accelerate? Or is the Fed going to be behind the curve? Is that going to be one of the questions that they're debating today? I think that's dead on. That's exactly the, uh, the issue that's on the table. Exactly where is inflation going? So we have seen very low inflation over the last few years. We've now seen a few signs of a little bit of an increase. Um, if you look at the core numbers from today, a little bit of move up. But if you look to the labor market, you're really not seeing much wage pressure there. We just had a report out today that suggested that incomes were declining, real wages were flat. And if you look at the numbers that came at the beginning of the month, we saw a decline in the, uh, the work week and a slight decline in nominal wages. So the traditional uh, impact of the low unemployment rate would be towards more, uh, more wage pressure. We haven't seen that. And so there's going to be a lot of debate about the table. When is it coming and is it coming? Is it coming? That's the question. Do you think that at this point we are set up for an acceleration of inflation later in the year that is going to lead the Fed to move more quickly to raise rates and surprise the markets? Do the markets have inflation right or does the Fed? Uh, well, I think <laughs> I wish somebody knew. My, my crystal ball is pretty cloudy on that because the inflation uh, performance has been different than it typically has in the past. By this time of the cycle, we would normally be seeing a little bit more uh, wage pressure. We'd be seeing a little bit more inflation. Certainly, the Fed has tried to provide a lot of liquidity to the system uh, to hopefully get the money supply growing and uh, get to get inflation towards a 2% goal. We haven't gotten there yet. So this is unusual circumstance, and in those unusual circumstance, reasonable people are going to disagree, and you've got a lot of reasonable people around that table, and I think there's a lot of disagreement. Yeah. Professor Krosner, I believe there's a school north of the University of Chicago. I think it's in Evanston, <laughs> Illinois. I think it's called Northwestern University. We've got to do a I, shout-out. I can't out. hear you. I, I, I can't hear you. <laughs> you can't hear me. Here's Robert Gordon, the giant of Northwestern economics, saying to, to us the other day with great non-Gordon optimism that if labor participation turns up, that's the signal. We've got the signal. What does that mean for you? So we've seen a little bit of a tick up of uh, labor force participation, but it's still at very low levels compared with where it was. Yes. Um, so it would be great to see more of that. I think that would be tremendous because, as you were discussing before, the, even though the unemployment rate may be down below 5%, people are not feeling uh, the, uh, the benefits of a 5% unemployment rate. A lot of people are outside of the labor market. We need to get people back into the labor market. We need to be creating jobs and hopefully raising real wages. Randy, are we at full employment or will we only know it after the fact? <laughs> well, this is one of these questions that we're not even sure that the concept of full employment really fits anymore hmm. because we typically looked at something like the unemployment rate. Um, but now there are these broader measures that Janet Yellen and others have talked about, the so-called U6 that includes people who uh, are part-time would prefer, prefer to be full-time, people who are um, 
have not looked for a job in the last month, but have looked sometime in the last year and want a job, you know, that number is much higher. That number is over 10%. Now, that number is always higher than the regular unemployment rate, but maybe that's telling us more about the true state of the labor market than the traditional unemployment rate. So the debate's on even what number to look at to try to assess that, uh, that question. One of the numbers the Fed likes to look at, and let's go inside the Bloomberg terminal and look at inflation expectations, the five-year forward. For those of you on radio, we've gained 21 basis points over the last two weeks to three weeks in terms of inflation expectations. They've completely turned around. To what extent does the Fed have to uh, ratify the markets, Randy, and say, you know, we are aware of this? How far can they go? Well, I think the, the Fed has been very clear in its uh, first paragraph about talking about not only inflation, but inflation expectations. And they had noted how the market-based measures had declined you know, reasonably significantly. And, and my guess is they will acknowledge uh, a bit of a turnaround in those, as well as a bit of a turnaround in core inflation. Does that mean that they're going to be moving immediately? No. But I think that gives them the foundation for at least having a serious discussion over the summertime about moving rates. You know, we talked earlier about the distinction between good inflation and bad inflation. I just had a Bloomberg customer message me and say good inflation is demand-induced inflation. Bad inflation is Fed-induced inflation. Well, you know, that can be part of it. You could say the same with deflation or disinflation. Professor Krosner, quickly here, and then we'll have you back sure. uh, for, for more. Aren't banks supposed to surprise when it's least expected? Why couldn't we get a draggy moment out of our Fed today? I don't think that's what Janet Yellen is going for, because as you know, with what happened with, uh, with Europe, uh, the ECB, when they made the announcement of their big bazooka, the, the euro plummeted, interest rates plummeted. Then at the press conference when Mario Draghi said, well, there may be limits to how low we can go on interest rates because of concerns about banks, you had this whipsaw and the euro uh, spiked up, uh, interest rates spiked up. I don't think that's what Janet Yellen is trying to achieve. I think she wants to minimize mm -hmm. volatility, not uh, add to it. All right, Randy Krosner of the University of Chicago Booth School of Business, you will be sticking with us. We'll also have more with Richard Clarida of PIMCO shortly. And over the next few hours, full Fed coverage, Alan Blinder of Princeton University joining us along with Bill Gross of Janus Capital, not to mention Ira Jersey of Oppenheimer Capital.